Hey friends, I'm Elena Davis, your integrative health coach, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Health Forward podcast where each week we will be talking about different things that move us forward toward a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for listening in. Hi friends, welcome back to episode six of the Health Forward podcast. Today, we'll be continuing with part two of our month-long series on the top four reasons women struggle to lose weight. Today's topic is misleading health myths, and oh my, there are so many of them. But today, I'm just going to cover a few of the ones that I encounter the most when I'm working with a client and how they could be getting in the way of any weight loss progress you're trying to make. If you haven't already listened to part one of this series, please go back and start there. The info in that episode really helps to build a solid foundation and also ensures that you understand where my heart and intention is with this series. Okay, let's get into talking about misleading health myths. These are so common and understandably so. The nutrition, health, dieting world is constantly changing and just like anything else is subject to all the advertising fads and trends. This can make it so difficult to tell what's actually true and supported by the most up-to-date research. And unless you've had nutritional training, and heck, even when you've had nutritional training, there's not much of a constant point of reference or a trusted source of truth to base your decisions off of. For my family, I like to use a simple rule that helps me decide whether a theory or a new trend is good for us, or maybe it's something I need to research more. I like to think of it this way. If the main ingredients of an item or product are made by God or come from the earth for the purpose of eating, then it likely has a purpose in our diet and it's probably okay for us to eat. If it's something that has been manufactured or processed in a factory or industry, then I think twice. That doesn't mean that I don't eat it or use it, but I don't just blindly accept it and feed it to my family either. Now, one of the myths that I hear the most is a perfect example of following this rule. And it is the myth that eating fat is bad for you and that you should avoid it. Oh, guys, if only we could go back in time and tell the nutrition experts of the 60s that this simply isn't true. Now, in their defense, that was the best research they had at the time. But now there is so much research that proves that eating the right kinds of fat are good for us and are absolutely vital to our health, especially as women. In studies comparing a high-fat diet identical in calorie count to a high-sugar diet, they found totally different effects on metabolism. The higher-fat diet caused people to burn an extra 300 calories a day. Guys, that's like going for a 40-minute run without actually running. Uh, sign me up, please. These are studies that show that dietary fat actually speeds up our metabolism while sugar slows it down. Not only does consuming healthy forms of fat speed up your metabolism, but it also helps to keep us fuller longer and helps to reduce cravings. In addition, eating healthy fats like polyunsaturated, monounsaturated, and even most quality source saturated fat has a long list of health benefits like reducing bad cholesterol or LDL and increasing good cholesterol or HDL, reducing inflammation in the body, fueling your brain, which is made up of like 60% fat, by the way, and building stronger hair, nails, and giving us clearer skin. One of the most important things that consuming healthy fats does is to help balance our hormones. 
Fat is absolutely essential for hormone production in the body and also allows for the absorption of essential fat-soluble vitamins like A, D, E, and K, which are all needed for hormone balance. I could go on and on, but as you can see, thinking that including fat in your diet will make you gain weight or make you unhealthy couldn't be farther from the truth. Do make sure that you're thinking about the quality of the source of fats you're eating and you are avoiding fats that are inflammatory like trans fats and even a few other oils like canola. A few examples of healthy fats to include in your meals are things like avocados and avocado oil, coconut oil and grass-fed butter or ghee, olive oil, flax seeds, chia seeds, salmon, pasture-raised eggs, nuts, and nut butters. As far as how much, a general rule of thumb is two tablespoons per meal. And just for reference, one tablespoon is about the size of your thumb. One more thing to add to the myth about fat is that if it's true that healthy fats are good for your health, then it's also true that all the low fat diet foods and drinks out there are not good for your health. When in doubt, refer back to my basic rule that I mentioned in the beginning. Look at the label. Are there a bunch of words you can't pronounce or understand? Is it super low in fat, but super high in sugar? If so, it's not a good choice. Okay, myth number two, all calories are created equal. I think if most of us really took a minute to think this myth through, we would see it for exactly that. All calories are not created equally and therefore have different effects on the body. You will never get the same amount of nutrients feeling of satiety or energy from a can of Coke as you will from eating an apple with almond butter, even though they're almost the exact same amount of calories. Our intake of food is about so much more than calories, which is why I feel that a hyper-focus on calories alone can often do more harm than good. When your main goal is just to stay under a certain calorie count for the day, it becomes so easy to lose sight of focusing on quality. The calorie-focused mentality can also cause us to mistakenly think that the key to losing weight is just to always burn more calories than you consume. As a matter of fact, I used to think that. I wouldn't have any problem at all eating a box of donuts or a bag of chips as long as I knew that I was going to go work it off later. But the truth is, is that our bodies are way more complex than a math equation, and our food is more than just calories and flavors. Food is information that tells our cells what to do. It's actual fuel for our bodies. Whether we like it or not, everything we eat affects our hormones, our brains, and our metabolism. We have to be more concerned about the quality of the calories we consume instead of the quantity. Okay, myth number three. The more you exercise, the thinner you will be. Now, without question, Exercise is a foundational component of good health. There are numerous benefits to our health from regularly moving our bodies. Things like lowering chronic inflammation, improving our mood and our memory, strengthening our muscles and bones, increasing our energy levels, improving sleep quality, and increasing our metabolism, and really so many more. But just like in so many other areas, balance is key in exercise too. As we're now learning, more may not always be better when it comes to exercise, especially for women, and especially if you struggle with hormone imbalance. 
It may seem like common sense to try to work out as much as possible when you're trying to lose weight, especially when you're working toward a goal like balancing your hormones or improving your fertility. But things like two-a-day workouts or multiple hour-long cardio sessions can actually tip the scale of benefits versus risk. As I just mentioned, regular, moderate exercise actually helps to lower inflammation and overall reduces levels of stress hormones like cortisol in the body. But when you cross over into overtraining, the opposite starts to take place and you start to have elevated cortisol levels in the body for a prolonged amount of time. Now, if this happens and cortisol levels are chronically high, it can increase hormones like testosterone and subsequently estrogen, which will also decrease hormones like progesterone. This can quickly have a domino effect and start to cause things like irregular cycles, acne, increased appetite, extreme fatigue, and blood sugar dysregulation. These are certainly not things you want to deal with and certainly will not help you in your weight loss journey. So I say all of this just to say, be mindful of your workouts, both the frequency and the intensity. You want to have a good balance. I often recommend to my clients, especially when they're just starting to get back into an exercise routine or they're starting to deal with hormone issues or inflammatory disease, to just shoot for a goal of moving their bodies for 30 minutes every day. This can be walking, jogging, weight training, HIIT style workouts, bar, yoga, really whatever you enjoy. But just pick something that you enjoy and you won't dread, which will increase the likelihood that you'll actually do it. Ask a friend to join you or do something that will help you stay accountable and to feel more motivated. Just don't go to any extremes. Remind yourself that the point of exercising is to move your body and to increase oxygen and nutrients to your tissues to help calm stress and inflammation, not to raise it, and ultimately to help your body be strong and to function well. I hope that this episode has helped to clear up any myths that you might have been taught and will help remove any potential roadblocks on your way to moving your health forward in the area of weight loss. Please remember that signups are open for my fall group coaching series that will start in September. If you feel like you need some extra support and accountability to reach your health goals, this is a great opportunity for you to not only work with me, but also to be part of a community of women all working on similar goals. Signups will be open until September 1st, but spots are limited, so make sure you go to the link in the show notes to get your spot. Friends, thank you so much for being here today. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week, and I will see you back here next week on the Health Forward Podcast. Please remember that the content in this episode is not to be considered as medical advice and is only intended as general health information. Thanks so much for listening in today. See you back here next week for another episode of the Health Forward Podcast.